Hey everybody, welcome back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. This is episode three. We are recording at Backview Brewing Company. We're in their conference room. So yeah, there's a Is that an order? Phone. It's probably an order. It's probably an order. There's a ringing <laughs> phone uh, that is not being answered. So uh, you'll just have to kind of bear with us uh, during this episode. We have like a round table of like amazing beer people from Houston today. So we have Amy Goodpasture, we have Matt, and I don't know Matt's last name. Kirkland. Matt Kirkland. Like the store. That's <laughs> <laughs> that they will not give me a discount. For. <laughs> oh, We've also got Sylvia, the beer fed mother from Draft Queens podcast. Hell yeah! And uh, we also we also got Jeremy Moore, who's a head brewer at uh, Texas Leaguer, and we actually recorded a interview with Jeremy last week that we have not posted yet so uh, be on the lookout for that and of course we've also got the uh, the other guys Rodney and uh, and, and Bobby the other guys the other guys yeah. Yeah. you know what the, as soon as really, you said the other guys I thought about um, uh-huh. uh, the rock and um, yeah, aim for the bushes <laughs> that's right aim for the bushes <laughs> So, so why are we here today, Leo? So we are here for Backview's fifth anniversary. Woo-hoo. Five years of amazing beers from Bobby Harrell and, and, and the folks here at Backview. Uh, Bobby's going to join us here uh, in a little bit. We'll do a little interview with him to talk about uh, what it's been like. You know, five years down the road, there's been challenges and, and, and also a lot of really good things. So we'll, re- we'll, we'll get with Bobby here momentarily. So... We're here five years. Some of us actually camped out last night. We camped out last Ooh. night. It got a little chilly, yeah. but I think everybody had a good time. We had a great time. Great time. Thank yeah. you for opening your home great to us. Time, this is beautiful. This yeah, is the first the time outdoors, that we've ever, ever done something like that here. The yeah. cool breeze, the I morning dew. Rodney yeah. <laughs> was asleep by the campfire. Rodney fell asleep for three hours by the campfire. <laughs> yeah, so. hey, I don't fall asleep on you in a second. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I don't play that. It's good times, good times. By, good by time. a campfire, especially. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I built the fire just right, and, uh-huh. yeah, and his, next thing you know, I was, I was knocked out. But yeah, it was a beautiful time. Yeah, we had a great time. It was a little cold. got a little cold, but we had a nice fire. And of course, some nice, good, nice beer to, to keep us warm. Uh, again, we are in the conference room at Becky, so there's going to be some background noises. It's, all yeah, good. it's a, it's a lively worries. anniversary party. Yeah, yeah. It's Love it. having a good time. Love it. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, um, there was a couple people. So, most of y'all have been here before. Um, Jeremy, have you actually been out here? No, this is my first time, actually. Nice, yeah. nice. And it's also Amy's first time, I believe, yeah. out here. First timers, oh, virgins. A couple first timers, which is awesome. Oh, saints, a little bit of saint action going on. <laughs> all right, all right. I feel very saintly. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but I, I mean, I would assume both of y'all have had tried something, as, as Bobby likes to call them, offerings um, from Back Pew um, over the years, probably had something or the other. Uh, what are you drinking right now, Jeremy? I'm drinking the Tanuki. Tanuki? Yeah. All right. Yep, nice. that's, our, that's our year-round IPA, uh, 35 IBU. Super mm-hmm. mild. It's very approachable. Uh, it has a lot of really nice tropical fruit flavors on that beer. Yeah. I feel like I'm working my sales job right now. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> yeah. Super crisp, clean, it's bitter. It's, it's, yeah, it's a wonderful beer. IPA. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I'm, and I'm actually having it, um, uh, eating a pizza. Is it parallel with the pizza you're oh, having? hell yeah. Yeah? So what I love about it, so this is a pepperoni Italian uh, with... Uh, jalapenos and so the jalapenos with this beer it's amazing so what happens is you bite into it and the beer actually like transports the italian 
That's how sausage to the next level. It explodes in your mouth. It explodes in your mouth. Yeah, so so it's really it's really you gotta watch for that Italian sausage, man. This is going to turn into one of those. those no. So, so in all seriousness, so we have refill station out here at the fifth anniversary, and I always like to give food truck shout outs. Um, I don't know. Everyone likes to go to a brewery. When you go and there's not a food truck and there's not food, it's always like a mega bummer. Um, so I appreciate them being here today. They have phenomenal pizza. I had a Frito pie pizza, which that I never thought fire. I would say in my life. That's crazy. That's super some, delicious. Like, yeah, I totally really perked up stuff. when I heard that. Yeah, yeah. so like, I thought it was normal Frito Pie. I was like, do y'all do Frito Pie? She said, no, we only make pizzas, but that's one that like, no one orders, but it's really good. So it's like, I'll really take your weird. word for it. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. Instead of tomato paste, it was like the chili for Frito Pie. And oh, so good. Did it have a lot of cheese on it? It did. A lot of cheese. Really? And then the yeah. uh, the Fritos are like baked into the cheese. So yeah. it was, so you still it was crispy. The crisp? Yeah, still unique. the crisp. Very they had Rodney a piece. It was really good. But yeah, shout out to them. Refill station there here. And then we always have uh, Baby's Burgers. Baby's Baddest Burgers yeah. here every weekend when we're open. So yeah. Um, and we also have. I don't know if anybody's drinking it. So this is a five anniversary, five year anniversary beer uh, that we made, and we'll probably drink a little bit later. But it's a Belgian Golden Strong. It's called Rand, and we've made Rand here before, uh, but we did something different with this this latest batch. It was um, it was barrel fermented in virgin oak barrels, not barrel aged, as everybody does barrel aging. This one was barrel fermented. And we got to sample some last night, and it was delicious. Just It was delicious. fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to take all five of my bottles home. All five? Yes. Wow. I'm going to do like a little experiment over the wow. next three, six, nine, year, and then post a year and see how it kind of mellows out. If you store it right, it's probably going to be fantastic yeah. beer over the mm -hmm. next couple of years. Yeah. Why not, you know, save a couple for some special occasions, you know. Store them up right in your fridge. You'll be good. Most definitely. Yeah. And we did it up fancy. <laughs> it's got the cork and cage on it. Hell yeah. yeah right. And, and it's a beautiful bottle with the uh, red paper with the gold lettering and things like that. So yeah. Well, it's got the live yeast in it too, which I mean, I, we kind of recorded last night. I saw you were recording some things. Yeah. So Bobby. we recorded Bobby kind of giving us a rundown of the beer. Uh, so it is. It, so it is bottle conditioned also. So we added uh, fresh yeast and, and a I think a little bit of sugar mm -hmm. um, into the bottle before before we capped them. And so the, actually, Bobby thinks that that beer is really going to start hitting its marks in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a lot more effervescence. So if you pick up a bottle and you're listening to this, hold on to it, or just drink one and then buy two more. Yeah, <laughs> that's my point. It's like buy one for now to try it, mm -hmm. see yeah. what you get out of it. You know, understand that the brewing, like the aging is super important, especially in the style, right? Let it sit for a couple weeks. Let it sit for a little while. It'd be cool. I don't know. I'm all about those beer experiments. Let's let's keep an old IPA in the fridge and see oh, what they Spindle Tap has it on. I'll just, you know, shout out to our friends at Spindle Tap. They have it on point. Their IPAs will last six to nine months in the fridge if stored properly. Fantastic beers. <clears throat> I still have it's, Divine Reserve 11, do, which was a double IPA oh, yeah. in St. Arnold. I remember that one. It's 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 not great anymore. <laughs> it's really malty, but it's not terrible either. Yeah, yeah. Can't it's wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I can't so, wait. Um, my favorite, uh, since you brought that up, my favorite Divine Reserve is um, 12. 
the Odell. I love Odell's barley wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, things that start to go to traditional styles like, and sours. Oh, yeah, God. things yeah. that are like um, they remind me of wine and whiskey, and you know, you just pick out so many different flavors and nuances yeah. in the in, in it. But the thing is, um, I love the way that different uh, regions affect the, the flavor of the beer, or you know, or the atmosphere, music, and and, and things like that just affect the. Uh, a fake beer, so they make they, they give you memories. So like if yeah. you have you know at a concert you have a really good beer and the music is great, you're always going to remember this is the beer that I had there and it's going to be good. Most definitely, because yeah. beer is yeah. an it's an experience, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's and you get to experience someone's mind. That's the amazing thing. You every time you drink a beer, you get to dive into someone's mind, right? That's, that's well. That's it, what I love yeah. about Backview. You guys have a lot of roots here, and it's it. The roots come back to the traditional styles in which Bobby loves. Come back, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Come on, we're talking about. <laughs> it. We're, talking, we're talking about it. Man, that was like perfect timing. Did y'all have this cue set up? Did y'all have this set? Do you have that light? You had the, the no, the, uh, no, 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 no. Seriously, he looks like he was headed somewhere. Well, I mean, it, typically I'm going somewhere, but that's I've never actually. But it's, what is it like if you return to the same place and you've never done any work? So yeah. I guess in theory I never do any work. Uh, I always return to the same place. No. A lot of shit happens, but not so much work is done. No, I was just saying how like for me back here we're talking about the phone. We're, no, those are orders. Those are orders coming in. <laughs> No, we were talking about memories, right? Backview, and the thing that stands out about this place for me is, you know, you guys are very family oriented and it's back down to the roots and so is your beer. It's traditional styles executed extremely well, without a doubt. Um, who has a American Light Lager and a Pilsner on the tap? 100%, you guys do. And the English Mild, holy shit, can we talk about that? Sure. <laughs> hey, yes. I, I'm done now, but that's what I'm drinking. Yes. You guys are you guys are all about the twenty Tims? The, ro- so the roastiness. Like it. It's a fun beer because when I first did it, um, it was actually a complete miscalculation on doing a red ale. Uh, so I was like, okay, I can do this cool Irish red ale, and then I brewed it. I was like, so much for that shit. Uh, so that that did not happen. Um, but I was like, but what I do have is a great English dark mild, and I put it on the I put it on the tap for the first time, and everybody's like, what's that muddy Thames stuff? Thames, what's that muddy Thames? I was like, it's an English dark mild, it's a little bit unique style. They drank the crap out of it. I was yes. like, okay, well that's cool. They, I, I, you know, because so English styles, in my opinion, have a little bit of a hard time in the U.S. because they yeah. typically are drier. They're more biscuity and they're not as carbonated. The American palate typically likes a sweeter. Um, you know, when you say it's going to be, you know, it's got caramel malts in it, they expect like caramel sweetness. This has caramel malts in it, but it's not as dry and biscuit. Um, and so I was nervous it had the perception. So we've done it about once, twice a year, every year for a while. And I finally put it into the big, because I wanted to do more than just a barrel of it at a time. So I said, we're doing it. And that's going to be, because what happens around St. Patty's Day time, everybody's trying to yep. do an Irish stout or an Irish red ale or whatever. I said, we're doing a traditional English style. And we actually got hammered by somebody online in a very fun way. And they go, you know, it's weird to release an English style for like an Irish holiday, right? And I was like, well, it's not really an Irish holiday, so you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, but it is kind of funny to do that. But I was like, let's do something that's a little bit different for it, and I think it really turned out well. It's a, I'm glad you guys enjoy it because it's a fun beer to brew. Um, it, but it's 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 simple beer. It's really straightforward, easy drinking beer, which. You know, when that's you're talking about, about when you were talking about styles, like that, that's yeah. what we like to do. We like beer. We like drinking beer, and so you want to make beers that are 
you know very attenuative and you know that they that they really appeal to the palate yeah. to be very sessionable. You can um, drink anything. Except for the seltzer, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yes. The seltzer is the seltzer. It is yeah. what it is. If I mean, people want Which is it. It's a great luxury. I love it. I love but it. But we, uh, you know, you get, people are all about it right now, and so we did. It's never going to go to market. That was just something for the wall here because currently we serve wine. We're going to be transitioning away from that license, and so back to the Class B Brewers permit, we won't be able to do that. So we have to offer something because, as much as I love people come and party here for free and then leave all their wine bottles on the ground, really love picking that up. Um, <laughs> I would prefer for them to buy something from me because I have to like run this place. So um, we have to offer them something that gives them an option, so that way they hopefully aren't tempted uh, to to bring in all that stuff instead of you know I don't know paying us to keep the lights on. Um, and so that that really is kind of the genesis of that. The only funny thing is now everybody wants other flavors. I was like, I really don't want to have like any flavors of seltzer on the wall. I, I don't like when you drink that one. I'll make you a different flavor. So, yeah. uh, but we'll see. And it's there's nothing. I mean, obviously it's the hottest thing. But like uh, Saint Arnold's just dropped one. Uh, Topo Chico's coming with one. Brad or one of the country artists just dropped Sonic one. I mean, yeah. just Sonic. You know, so Travis I, Scott just did one with yeah. He, he and Travis Scott did one. So I was like, what? The, I mean, all these like you know the country guys like you sing about drinking cold beer on a Friday night. You know, get you no longer get to sing about that. You yeah. poser bitch. Yeah. Uh, you just yeah, yeah because the COVID made everybody want to yeah. drink every day, all day, every yeah, day. It's like what the hell? Like you can't sing about that. I guess you can't get tears in your seltzer. I don't know. Oh. You know, maybe that's what it is. You can't, you can't tell. Get brewers tears in your yeah, seltzer. Yeah, you can. You right? can. Uh, made with sadness. Uh, made with sadness. This is pure sadness. Sadness and black cherry flavor. Um, but no. So yeah. So that's. Uh, I'm glad you guys are enjoying Money Tens. But that is what we focus on. But you know, we've. You know, Leah's wanted to get these other styles out there, so we've been developing some. So you know, Hapazuna just came back on the wall. Uh, we released Shiny a while back, and that went out. So we are doing some of the things that you know other guys are looking for as well. Um, so it's not that we can't do them. I just don't, really don't want to. Um, so, but here, I mean, but the market dictates what we do, right? So if the market wants it, well, guess what? Dance monkey. So we can dance. Like that's what we want. Great. Um, I do have my limits for my personal brand. You know, no crazy ass flavoring additions, things like that. So I do have my limits, but. Um, you know, you gotta, you eventually, you, you know, that might change and eventually that's all that people are drinking is peanut butter, chocolate, somethings. Back and I guess maybe one of those too. So, uh, <laughs> I went to your house longer earlier and it was fabulous. Yeah. Like, nope. This is, nope. but I, you were talking about COVID and I, I agree, like COVID kind of got me burnt out on styles and I'm really happy to go back to the traditional styles that are just beautiful. Like the malts are great and it's got the right amount of bitterness. Like. This is what I'm feeling right now, so I'm so happy that I, this, this is the English mild, um, um, but also that that holds water, I'm like, I want all of that, and yeah, it's my first time here, and I will just say it is an impression, because it's so beautiful outside, it's so green, and it's just like, I can just sit outside with all the greenery and just drink yeah, beer. <laughs> you, you can enjoy that bigger t sky here. Like I'm getting ready to go to California, and I, I'm just gonna feel compressed because the sky's not as big in California. I mean, nothing's right there. I mean, it's weird. I'm gonna go. I'll probably enjoy myself. Uh, but I mean, just when I get back, and I, I think when we fly over the border, I'll just, all of a sudden it'll be like, man, this goes on forever. The skies are bigger and bigger and here. You walk through the, you walk through the terminal, and your breath gets sucked it's, away as you walk. Uh, all all that humidity. I mean we having the space that was always kind of one of our big things was having space uh, so when we, when we thought about you know where we wanted to put it at first when we were looking at space we were looking like kind of in, it was before anything was in Edo 
and we were like, oh, Ito would be really cool, right? Like, Ito, that'd be fun. And then we looked, and then we were like, well, we can't afford that. Um, so um, the, the developers at the time were kind of chomping up anything that could be even reasonable, and they were reselling it for far too much money. Um, so we said, okay, we're going to pull out of that. And so I started looking around the city, and I just stepped back for a minute, and kind of I plotted all the breweries that were in Houston on a map. And this was even back before Ben Brewing was still there. Uh, it's still a direction, and it's still a brewery, so I had to put it on there. Uh, but there was nothing up this way, so I and so I grew up in the Spring Klein area, and then uh, you know, we used to came over this. We, we would come over here because we used to go to Livingston a lot as a kid. That was back before Grand Parkway a long time ago, and back when 1960 really didn't have any lights on it. That's just all that oh, has man, changed. Oh man, I remember that. Um, it was like a so, West Oaks Mall. It was, you just kind of yeah. go, and then you hit the mall at 59. You head north, and you go up to you go up to like Livingston. So. Um, we started looking at this area and boom, this place popped up, you know, 14 acres, old church, defunct church. And we were like, this could be perfect because we have a brewing facility. We have a future tap room, office space. This would be rad. And it was, it was absolute shit. And which is perfect because we're going to rip it out anyway. So I don't care. And nobody else is going to want this because it's crap. Um, and so it worked out really well. Cause I mean, well, what happens is we learned out way too much about the church trading business. Churches sell to other churches, theoretically one grows and they then bequeath the other church. You know, it's like, okay, now you buy this as your new place because you've now grown. Um, well, or <laughs> the alternative is you buy a church, you get the tax-free incentives, you live here and then you take everybody's money for yourself. That's the alternative, and that's what these guys chose. Um, and so the flock had left, let's just to put it nicely, um, and they had let it go to complete shit. And so when I saw it, I was like, this is great. You know, I can, I, I don't want any of this. All of this is coming out, but they had let it, it was just really, really nasty. Uh, and Bobby, so, before you got here, we, we actually talked about Rand, mm -hmm. but we'd love to hear your, yes. your perspective on, on our five-year anniversary beer. Yes. Sure, so when, you know, we've over the last couple of years, we've tried to do an anniversary beer of sorts, and it's not. We haven't put it to market ever, um, not for any reason other than that. I usually have some kind of some kind of idea for it, and execution has been weird. We had we didn't do it when we were doing anniversaries next door. We've only really done it since we opened this place. So when we opened this place, that's when we had Cantos one and two out, and those were barrel aged for a whole year, um, and so you know that was a long time in process. So that was twenty eighteen. Uh, 2019, we did Cantos 3, which was uh, what is Sweet Destruction. Uh, some of them were in traditional bourbon, they're the same bourbon barrels that Cantos 1 and 2 were in. The other ones were in Whitmire's barrels with various flavorings. And we brought out the flight paddles that are little pews. That was fun, but holy shit, I hate flight paddles. Um, that is nothing but a lot of work. So I am really stoked that we do the 9-ounce thing in token. Sorry for all of you listeners out there, but they are a pain in the ass. Um, we did that last year. Uh, we were going to launch Sweet Destruction in Cans and Tanuki 4th Anniversary, which was a hazy IPA. And then COVID hit, which was super awesome for everybody. And so um, that didn't really go over so great. It really was, wasn't it? Um, and so that, that didn't go so smoothly. I mean, of course, we sold it, but yeah, it just took a lot. It was a little different feeling. No, I don't know if anybody really knows we did anniversary beers because it just kind of was. They were just yeah. there. So that didn't go so great. So this year, I was like, let's do something a little bit more unique and different. And, as a from as a brewery, you know, you're always looking for what other new cool thing can I do that's going to garner people's attention. Because yes, people may have the beers that they love, but they also need to be refocused on your brand, and that usually takes something new. Even if it's a short run product, hey, check this out. They're like, oh yeah, and then when they see that, they think, oh well, I really do like blue. I really do like hyper. I really do like saders, and they they go they pick that up again. Um, and so I you know I kind of threw the idea out there of going into wood based fermentation. And not souring. So typically, wood fermentation is associated with souring. 
primary reason is that barrels are porous. And so once you get various flora in them, getting it out is very difficult because while you can steam sterilize the inside of the barrel, they're in the pores. And so getting that entirely sterilized is almost impossible, which is why using wine barrels is always risky because they have unique different flora there as well. Um, but I'm talking about clean barrel fermentation. So what that means is fresh raw barrels without those flora, you're gonna inoculate yourself should you choose. In our case, we didn't, but otherwise do clean fermentation, picking up things that wouldn't be done in a stainless steel vessel. The big important difference between doing something in say a barrel or stainless steel, or for those of you homebrewers out there, glass, is that there's no oxygen permeation in stainless steel or glass there is in wood. Why is that important? Well, I mean, yeast will use oxygen differently. So anaerobic, aerobic environments, right? So when you introduce oxygen slowly, they're gonna eat things differently. They're going to output things differently. You will be in different metabolic states. Um, because of that, you're gonna get a different product. So Rand, Belgian Golden Strong, 9% beautiful golden beer. Uh, we've done it before, clean stainless steels, delicious, but you get your strong heavy phenolics that you'd expect out of a, out of a, a Belgian Golden Strong. It's 9%, robustly so. Um, and I said, you know, I just, I'm not, I don't drink a large amount of Belgian beers. If I do, they're typically singles and stuff like that, just because they are big and a lot of times they'll have a lot of residual sweetness. So I like a drier Belgian. Um, that's why I like the Belgian Golden Strong instead of like a Trapel, which will usually have a lot of residual sweetness. And I said, what if we can round some of those edges off, kind of round out some of the phenolics, round out some of that alcohol, you know, give it what's considered in the beer uh, writings a marshmallowy kind of texture. That, I don't know, that can be debatable as to exactly what that means, but um, that's what is supposedly drawn from oak. I call it an oaky flavor. I think that's what they're getting at, not so much marshmallow, but you got to think when you're doing it, depending upon the barrels, these are oak and they do have a char and a toast, so you are going to pick up some vanillins, and I think that's what they're pointing at because the marshmallow basically tastes like vanilla. So when you carbonate that, that's probably that marshmallowiness that you're getting is the vanillins that are coming up. Um, so, you know, I said, well, hell, let's, let's do it. The only bummer was, I think we, I really pitched this idea to all you guys at what, December? Yeah. And I was like, ah, shit. Because I needed to, I needed to get it in the barrels. I wasn't worried about the Belgian yeast actually completing fermentation time because that only takes three days or so. Um, I was worried about having enough time to really, you know, soak in and out of those barrels and get some of that great flavor in there it's and mature. It's how it changed too, like from the beginning to now, it's like, wow, it's almost like a completely different beer. But I'd say the first month, I can tell you, I was a little, I was a little nervous because like, well, that tastes kind of just the same. Uh, <laughs> so I just spent a bunch of money on barrels for no good fucking reason. So this is going to be an awesome project. Then after month two, I think is when you guys came out and tried it for the first time. I was like, okay, it's really starting to evolve. Um, and then by the time, like I chased it about a week before we were getting ready to put it back into the tank to get it ready. And I was like, okay, that's it. Like that, it, it got there. Like, and you can, I mean, so I could tell it was, it was going in the right direction, but at the same time, you know, I was just nervous because three months is somewhat short for a barrel aging project and 55 gallon barrels. I would prefer probably closer to six months. Um, but for this beer being a lighter beer, I didn't want too much color pickup either. And so with a charred or toasted barrel, you will get color pickup. As I discussed last night, that you don't notice that in giant stouts barrel aged because, well, they're dark as hell. Um, for this, which started off looking like, I'm guessing that's blue or tanuki in the glass, it now has a bit more color in it. Now keep in mind that there is indeed live cells in this. Um, and that was, I think, the coup de grace to it, is that while we knocked down the phenolics and rounded out the edges um, of the things uh, like the, the alcohol and some of that extra sweetness, it's dry, it picks up that beautiful dry white wine character um, you know, it has a little bit of the vanillins that comes out to bring a little bit of sweetness. 
Um, but to finish it off, I thought very traditionally we would re-ferment in the bottle, which means bringing it back into the brewery, putting it in the bright tank, introducing fresh sugar, fresh yeast, which were meant for carbonation, um, and then bottling it, which meant we had to do it all in one day. If I was smart, I would have done half the barrels one day and half the barrels the second day, but no, I was an idiot and I did it all at one go. Learn. So we had a really Learn. long damn day hand bottling each one of them damn things. Hand corking each day, one. Though. Only one day. Yeah, it only took one, like we've started very early and ended almost the same time then. But um, but I think but it worked and that's what really gave it. It's still evolving, and that's the other thing I love about it is that now we have nice effervescence to it. Um, it's going to continue to evolve as time goes on. That's what I love about it. It's alive. Um, anybody out there who gets it, who's just listening, just so you know when you get the bottle, uh, this will have a cake of yeast at the bottom of the bottle. I recommend storing it at room temperature until you're ready to drink it, it so it can evolve. When you're ready to drink it, put it in the fridge upright for roughly a week and then pour it. If you slosh the shit out of it, it will come out milky and nasty. Don't drink. I mean, it won't hurt you, but that's not my. Just it's not my fault. Uh, but it should be. It will become a beautiful golden color in nothing longer than say a month or a week in the fridge. Even a couple. This the bottles I've been pouring today. We put in last night, and even those look a lot clearer even than what I was pouring last night. And so it doesn't take long. These are highly flocky leaf strains. They're meant to do what they do, and they're meant to be at the bottom of the bottle. Um, and so just keep that in mind, but I, I'm very excited about the program and I, I want to keep the program going. This is really the first installment. And so I think that we need to do another one and I'm very excited about what the next one be. And so that will be very cool. Um, but I think it's a really fun, new, unique thing out there that we're, that, uh, we hope to be bringing to the Houston market. That's, uh, you know, kind of more old school brewing techniques, but bringing in old, you know, different flavors. Um, so using things like, okay, we can use the same yeast, the same beer, the same malt. But we do, we, we just changed the process to really pull out a whole lot different, no more new and exciting flavors. I mean, that's the intention. Well, it's an amazing beer. And I'm glad you said that to store it in the fridge for a week before you drink it. And that'll really help help the color a really shine. Oh, yeah, it'll, it'll it be beautifully yeah. golden okay. if you do that. Yeah, because I opened one at home yesterday and it was a little, it was a little muddy. Yeah, yeah. But, well, that was Thursday, so we though. had just rolled it. Yeah. So yeah. we just shook the bottle up, and then you came and got it and chilled it and drank it. And then yeah. I saw that picture. I was like, ooh, that's yeah. he's got all of it. Uh, well, he uh, you know, a little protein, um, you know, those little single-celled organisms. It was like a protein shake. Right. It was good. It's not going to hurt you. It shouldn't really affect the flavor much, but it will look unappealing. Might be the name, or might be the, the how you describe it, but um, but that said, again, it won't hurt you. It's just that, but that's the nature of refermented products is that you're going to have that in there. So if you don't prep right, you could have that. But again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you're looking for it to look like a golden strong beer, yeah, just let them fall out. That's all that is. Now, again, this will be darker than a traditional golden strong, like tanuki or blue or something like that, um, simply because it picked up color and character from the wood. So it will have more to it um, than the base beer would have, but. That's okay, that's part of the process, right? That's part of having that toast and that char in the barrel. Well, it's a beautiful beer, and we're five years in, and we're looking for a lot more years, for sure. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I still have I have yeah. one more question for you. So five years ago when you started, obviously I was hanging around here with you, and I know what your favorite beer was to brew five years ago, and I know you've changed some stuff. I know you're known for, and I know you like to be known for your core German beers, and, and uh, how well they're made. What is your favorite beer today to still blue. make? Blue. That's what that's what it was Always then, and blue. I know, yeah. No, that's my baby. It's uh, I mean, it's it's a hard. It's the it's the hardest brew day, longest brew day. I mean, we do a cereal mash and two decoctions, which most brewers would tell you is not even necessary. But that's exactly <laughs> what that beer needs. And anybody who challenges me, even Chris Jurgen, shout out to Chris Jurgen who's starting a brewery soon. 
Um, me and him, are, we get we have a few beers and argue about this roughly once a month um, because he tells me that I'm full of shit and I tell him he's full of shit. And I said, all right, we'll clone it. And he never does. Uh, and so, and so, he, so he doesn't. But I can tell you I've tried doing it without the decoctions. I've tried just like kind of stepping a cereal mash and calling it a day. And it just never is the same product. Um, that said, uh, while you mentioned it, I think blue's gotten a lot better in the five years. Yeah, I, yeah. Definitely. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I think that even though it can be a really good beer, I think you can always make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like especially recently, we've done some tweaking that I've, sh- I've been having it very clean, very pristine. But there was a camera who I was telling this to last night, so I apologize if you're hearing it again. But there was just something, there was something in there that needed a tweak, and I couldn't figure it out. And Chris, who's an excellent, talented brewer, I told him, I think it was probably maybe beginning of January. I said, hey, man, come get a six-pack of this. There's something I've been searching for it for like six to eight months, and I can't figure it out. And so I told him to take it home, and he called, later he called me and said, dude, I know what you're talking about. And this, this kind of problem pissed me off, too, because it's so hard to find. Because you know, So we went through the whole process, data, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, man, I can't figure out where you're pulling it. But, you know, I think this is, you know, he was like, this is probably kind of toward the core of the issue. And uh, I was like, man, I've, I've, I've tweaked that before without much yield, but let me let me poke the bear again. Let me poke at it. And I, you know, the next batch just really, just really, you know, just, I was tasting it as it fermented. I said, that was it. And so I hit him up. I was like, dude, that was it. He was like, I can't really believe it just based on the data, but glad, you know, glad that was it. So, um, you, you know, you need to constantly try to evolve. You need to constantly take what you're doing and question it. Like, you know, what could I do this? Could I do this better? Could I do this smarter? Could I do it cleaner? Could I do it, like well, I or dirtier if you're making it hazy? Um, you know, could I make it hazier? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hazy. Do you guys, do you guys think about that for hazies? Like, do you think like, oh man, if only I can make it like a little hazier. More body. I mean, I, I never considered haziness as part. (laughs) I think about clarity, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like haziness was always a a byproduct, not a a goal for me. (laughs) Okay. I was just curious. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm thinking like how many NTUs do I have up in this mob? And, uh, you know, I didn't know if they were like, oh, dude, I've got a thousand NTUs. Let me get that to twelve hundred next time. You know, it, I don't know. Like, we are what, nerding out. What, the, what jazzes me up might jazz you guys up in a really different way. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to get into your world, and I'm just more like, oh, I'm having a, I'm, I'm kind of having a mental breakdown that I'm putting uh, that out right now. Papazuna is delicious, by the like way. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's what I started with. Yeah. Good, good. I'm glad you like it. And the cool thing about it, you know, introducing the Quebec strains. You know, fermentation's done in about 48 hours, mm-hmm. and then you just double dry hop, you barely crash it, carb it, and call it a day. I mean, it's, you know, you can get double IPAs out in 12 days. It's exactly. Really, um, so, no, it's, it is really, it's really fun to do. Um, you know, we didn't do that with Shiny. We didn't use the Hornadol, because there is a there's a particular note, so you got to be looking to want that out of Quebec. Um, you know, it's gotten very, very popular lately in the brewing world because of its fast fermentation profiles. Mm-hmm. That said, they are a farmhouse ale, and I personally get a little bit of that on the palate so unless you're looking for that character <laughs> it's actually not appropriate in my to, to me mm-hmm. um, I still think if like uh, you know these bloggers made with Voss Kiviak oh no fuck off no um, you know you're, you're wrong <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't taste they don't taste the same you guys are all full of shit you're just happy that it got done in 24 hours <laughs> um, I think I think it plays well with with especially IPA styles yeah because uh, those come I say Kavike, I, I never I know how to yeah, pronounce it. But um, they, they tend to lend um, kind of, a, at least the ones I've worked with, kind of like overripe fruit elements yeah. of, of farmhouse strength. Like yeah. They get really mm-hmm. pithy natures mm-hmm. out of it. And I think it works really well with, with a lot of new school IPAs yeah. and, and more New Zealand, Southern Hemisphere, new school American hops. But 
I don't know where this bike logger thing came from. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> I just used Voss for the first time not long ago. I can see more where I think you could sub it out for a Colch really easy. Like uh, this little beer I made just to just to play with it. I was like, that kind of is like a really fast Colch. That's kind of cool. Um, but or a little bit of fruit elements, not it out does, of style. It's not gone like, it all plays, the time. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Everybody's like, no, it's just so clean and neutral. It's like, no, it's not. It's not. It inherently imparts it. It's a it's a farmhouse beer. Mm-hmm. It and it should have that character. Um, you shouldn't be upset with that, but at the same time, is it going to be the same thing as a classic lager fermentation? It will not. No, be. no, no. Um, and so I disagree <laughs> that. But they are really cool. Yeah, and they, they're usable in certain places, like you know, Hoppazoon. I think that with so it's citron and zaka, so that all work together. Yeah, um, it's another tool in the tool shed. Right. you got to app- yeah. uh, apply it correctly. That's right. And so just saying, like, oh, now we're just doing all kvyek. False. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you're making one beer over and over, absolutely. But and I've had some success, like fermenting colder to not get as much expression. But I find that that's not really what they want to do. They want to get hot. They want to express, and that's mm-hmm. when they want to get out of. So yeah. that, that's it. That's what they're there to do. So trying to push them into a box that they don't really need to be in, I feel, isn't doing yeast justice. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody so. puts baby in a box. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cold fermenting saisons. Why? Why? You just don't. What? 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 Yeah. They're like, oh man, I got it. I got. It. There's not much saison expression in this in my saison. I was like, then why didn't you just what? make yeah. an idea? Wait, uh, who, you could have saved yourself a lot of time. Who needs temp control with a saison? Yeah, and just get, put it in, let it rip, 75 degrees and plus, go. Um, but, Texas uh, summer, give me give me 85 on a French yeah, saison. Just, <laughs> let it rip. Yeah, it's and it's going to. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. So it's 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 very much fun. I'm glad you enjoy it. Man, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this, man. I have a good friend of mine um, that asked uh, that that said uh, sweet salvation, man. And when he found out that it was going out, he went all over Houston and bought up bought up six <laughs> all the packs. Remaining cans. Yeah, all the remaining cans and kept that shit. Like he had it like stuck in his um in his storage, and he would bring them out. <laughs> he would bring them out as he as he needed them, and he's like. Rodney, I know you know people, man. He said, I need this beer. And I'm like... Just canned it two weeks ago. It's back here. For so sure. You should call him and be like, hey, man, how many cases do you want? Hey, yes. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, I got a real hey, good deal. Have you that first. Yeah. yeah, have him no. that shit first so you don't show up. You know, was, no hey, funny, but. Yeah, he, he's definitely good for that. When I did my <laughs> calendar, he was one of the first ones to get a calendar. So, yeah, he, he really loves Sweet Salvation, man. Um, I got him turned on to brown ales because right. that was like, and so he just went. So you go to his fridge and he has nothing but brown ales. <laughs> That's all a over. Fridge. Uh, so yeah, very unique right. fridge, especially in Houston, because there's right. a not that many to find. So he, yeah. that's some that's some looking. So kudos to him. But it is a beautiful style, and that's what's sad is that it 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 was just so poorly done for so long because it was just a color on the flight battle that it really it you know people don't even pay attention to it. They either want you to go like primo to a, a big imperial style. Mm-hmm. Um, porters are acceptable, but mm-hmm. just that brown ale. If you just say, oh, it's a brown ale, they're like. Yeah, yeah, he was watching his way. Amber kind yeah. of had, Amber ales had a similar. Yeah, Amber's had the same thing. Yeah. There's a bunch of just meh ambers forever, yeah. and so now even if you do what would be considered a nice amber, it doesn't matter because people are just like amber. I kind of think of two breweries <laughs> that are doing an amber here locally, back to you. And Decca, and they're like Deca. half a mile from here. <laughs> so shout and out to our brown is, is great. Best too. Shout out to our friends Porter. on the south side, Fetching Lab, Team Amber. They had the best amber on the south side for yes. many, many years. Oh, nice. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Fetching Lab. You know, I, I think we're coming back around on that though. Yeah. I, I think the the market's like really starting to come back towards um, going back to the earlier discussion, classic styles. You know, like we've been beaten over the head with adjuncts and flavors and hops and 
I think consumers are starting to come back around to malt flavors and yeast flavors. Maybe not coming around, just learning for the first time. You know that's what? That's a, that's lot, a really good point. Uh, a lot of people started off With drinking heavily, really yeah. heavily fruited or adjunct rich beers. Well, maybe and most people now have diabetes and they're <laughs> coming no, no, back. No, no, you're missing the point. You buy diabetes stouts <laughs> and you drink Michelob Ultra and Seltzer. You balance it out, man. It's all about <laughs> balance. <laughs> That's that's kind of like the the flip of what most of us go through, right? Like we I start know. with light beer, we get introduced to kind of like craft beer, we get hoppier, yeah, and then, and then we come down. back. Yeah. But like today's consumer, I think you're right. Like they're introduced to heavily adjuncted, heavily mm -hmm. hopped, heavily flavored beers. Helps them figure out where they are though on the spectrum, and then yeah. you know how long is that attainable? Maybe not that long. That's a short term thing. Well, Maybe sure I don't know. I think, I think it, I, I, I still don't think pretty... it's short term because I, I think um, I think that's kind of like the gateway right now. Yeah, yeah. people come yeah. in, that, people yeah. leave because they first, come in, right. people at, at leave. Pilsner and mm -hmm. Pilsner Lagers used to be the gateway for yeah, mm -hmm. right. Now but it's now, pastry stouts yeah. and pastry stouts and fruited beers. Yeah, and beers like that. or that's cool, yeah. but shit, I want to drink all day. It's a lot easier to describe those beers that are very intense and yes. Yeah, I don't. I didn't say unbalanced, but. Um, and it's like, I can say, oh, this is better, this is hoppy. Like, I can definitely say this because I'm new, but I understand hops and bitter. But, like, and then if I'm new and I'm supposed to describe an English mild, like, it's, Don't um, right. brown. It tastes like a marshmallow or a, or a cookie. There's a level yeah. of education that needs to be had, yeah. and someone has to start that conversation. And yeah. so I'm, I'm really happy that Back Pew is at the centerfold of that because... If you weren't having these traditional styles and you weren't, you know, bringing that to the table, you're you're missing out, right? You don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Well, there's there's a lot of different things too. Elements I think is when you're a when you're a newer beer drinker, there's a lot of flavors that hit you right away. Yeah. Or and do you, you can't care, you right? can't taste the back end. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't notice the other thing mm -hmm. because your your palate was just introduced to this hop or something else or this different yeast and what you're doing and. As you drink more and as you become more, I, I more hate educated. to use, yeah, I hate to use the word educated because, yeah. but it is experience, but right? Experience. Experience. But your sensory, you start picking you start up, yes, understand. your sensory, you start picking up on a lot Sorry. of the different things. So yeah. even describing it to new people is still sometimes harder because you might say there's marshmallow, but what you're getting is marshmallow on the back end of a citra hop. All they taste is just straight citra all up in their face because they've never had it before or whatever you're using. So it's, it is a little bit more difficult because I think some of the little things like that that we taste on the oak barreling or if you say, because I've tried to show like barrel aged stouts to people mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, it tastes like this. And they're like, no, it tastes like molasses yeah. or it tastes, you know, just like yeah. soy sauce, you know, something like that. And I'm like, okay, I mean, yeah. but then later on they, they kind of come around. So for sure. But anyway, I was going to say, I wanted to thank all y'all for being here. Um, and all of you guys have your own own thing going on you know rodney and he's got his calendar but i want to make sure that all our special guests um have time to kind of just plug what you do on the normal mm -hmm. on the daily where we can mm -hmm. find you on social media um and just just wanted to give you a little bit of time to, yeah. to talk about what you got going on i guess we'll start uh with jeremy because he's right here to my my left <laughs> jeremy's jeremy's double dipping oh, he double, was double mic hey last week's guest <laughs> and now he, he gets to do it again uh, yeah. yeah, my name is Jeremy. I'm the head brewer of Texas Leaguer Brewing Company down in Missouri City. Um, you know, we um, we kind of focus on lagers. Um, we were starting to kind of experiment into some of the mixed culture 
uh, sour fermentation, um, where you're kind of stepping out into some more of that stuff. But um, come on down to Mo City, just Mo outside Town. the Beltway Southwest side, and then check us out. Go watch the Astros while you're there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cheer on the Astros too. And the Rangers. Oh, whoa, 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 no minor whoa, league whoa. teams at, at Texas. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> don't be nice. Don't be nice. <laughs> I can't help myself. I know. Uh, Sylvia? Right. Hey, all baseball is good. I know. Uh, so, hey, I'm Sylvia, the Beer Fed Mother on Instagram. Um, right now, Houston Beer Guide. We're, you know, uh, the focus for the celebration, actually, of uh, Houston Beer. That's what we're about. Um, check out our articles. You want to contribute to uh, anything that you love about Houston beer? We're always accepting guest writers, and that's it, man. Have fun, drink good beer, and talk about good beer. I mean, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then we have Matt. Yes, Matt. Uh, I don't really I'm kind of falling out of the scene a little bit. I do a lot of uh, development work, so I don't know if Sylvia wants to talk about that yeah 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 we kind of have some things going yeah. on the side to go along with the houston beer guide nice yeah yeah so beerpresale.com it's going to be uh the new way of selling beer ticket events pre-sale event tickets anything that's special uh we're going to be offering it free for anyone that's in houston um it's just a special bonus as a thank you to the breweries around town of like hey use our platform to get out there and buy tickets for your special events and host events there um, so look for that launch early in August or so, and probably around uh, Houston Beer Month. So Houston well, Beer Month is August, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah. Uh, a celebration of Houston beer we're going to do. Uh, there's going to be all these events around town. Uh, the launch of the Texas Coast IPA, which is, what what is an IPA for Texas drinkers, right? What do Texas drinkers that love hops and love that bitterness, what do they want to drink? So we're trying to define that style, and this is the year to do that, yeah. Sure. Yeah. One question. So you said it's free for people in Houston. Is it free yes. for people in Houston that are Rangers fans? I don't care who you. She's not sports. She's not sports. Sports. I don't care. Sports. Whatever you want. I don't care. Don't don't care. Don't if you got beer in it, yeah, that's great. Any yeah. chance I get to call it? Ash shows up at the forefront because of the Rangers. Maybe. Because of Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. He doesn't need a mic. He doesn't need a mic. See two mics over here for me. Yeah. Yeah. Two mics for Amy. Okay, two mics for Amy. Uh, Y'all know my name's Amy. Um, I'm I have a I do have a specialty. Um, it's just you know hanging out and drinking with amazing friends and people. Um, yeah, that's 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 what I do in the beer community. I drink it and I I love doing it. So you're the brewery's favorite. Yeah. And where can we find you? Um. Yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram at Sour Queen Texas, but I actually never post, so you might be a little disappointed. You but, can um, find her at breweries hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's where you can find me. I'll just be there, and I'll be there just hanging out Chilling. all day, bouncing from friend group to friend group. You might also find her at a karaoke bar from time to oh, time. It's yeah. true. Yeah. That, that you can find me. You sing for We're not doing a sample. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did say I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> no, that was perfect. And last and not least is, yeah. is Bobby. Bobby's the head brewer and owner here back to you. I mean, I think you guys got plenty of me. Yeah. Like, I just we went did. through all of it. So, uh, but no, just a couple things that you guys might want to know is that we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up for you. Um, Chola is making her great debut return Hooray! for the year. Um, so we're very excited about that coming. Me beer, which I did for me, but you guys get to drink it. 
uh, is a beautiful uh, blonde Doppelbach. Can't wait to get that out. That will be both of those will be out by the end of the month, likely. Um, and so we have all kinds of fun things. Besides that, uh, just keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, to verify like what's going out, what's coming out, and uh, and yeah. So we're very excited about a lot of the things coming up. But just so Chola Mexican Lager, which is really a Vienna style lager, and uh, Me Beer, which is a Belgian or which is a Golden Doppelbach or Blonde Doppelbach. It's going to be fantastic. Yep. Awesome. Well, hey guys, thank you all for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed the, the podcast. Share it with your friends. Follow us on, on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere else you want to listen to podcasts. And get some Rand. And Happy get, anniversary. And come get some Rand. You can oh, actually man. go to the website. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Leo. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. guys. Yeah. Backview.com. Go get your bottle. Come pick it up. We'll even keep it cold for you if you want. So, anyway, cheers. Have a great one. Cheers. Bye. Have a good one.